Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. strong possibility that we may have just been talking to no one for the last 40 minutes no are you serious uh yeah it might be um so that's unfortunate oh i'm not good at this at this job apparently well i'm gonna be late for our get together later today that's unfortunate hello everyone welcome to the wrestle talk podcast jesus goddamn christ this job is hard i apologize everyone we're a little bit late in that case Wait, wait, we've been, guys, no lies, we've been talking for 43 minutes, and now we just realize we haven't been on air for 43 minutes. Hi, I'm Sae Nyangi, here on the Saturday, the Saturday day, uh, we did a review of Smackdown, I promise you, I had the whole notes, I did some jokes, which I can't recreate now, uh, yeah, this is, this is fun. This is the last time that they leave me in charge of doing this, Jesus Christ, oh my God. All right, so... Please get in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out the ones that we've read already. Yeah. We'll read them again. Oh my god. We had a we had a dark review, guys. We had a dark review. We've been reviewing the whole time. We did ultra chats. We had jokes. He scissored me. Scissor me, Tempest, you Tempest. Scissor me. Oh, we did all of that before. So I guess we've been practicing like a certain person was practicing in their press conference. <laughs> Too so soon. livid with myself. God <laughs> don't, damn. Don't be livid. Solo Sokoa, that is the talk of the town. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, jam that jam. Uh, three, two, one. Beer and... 52. Yeah. That's a sponsorship. Uh, and take two. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Tempest, who's not good at his job. And I'm, I'm joined by the wonderful Sat Inyangi. Thank you for joining me, Sat. We did a whole thing. He's like, uh, he's like going to be at LIW and stuff. He's yeah, I want to be in LIW. It. We did all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Literally talked for 40 goddamn minutes about these shows. We went through all of SmackDown. We, we were did. halfway through Rampage we and were. just had no idea that there was just no show going. This whole time, we saw, we saw comments happening. We thought, oh, you guys are interacting with us, but you guys were interacting with each other, saying, where is the show? The show's been here the whole time, we promise you. But yeah, we're going to do this again. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Yep. So again, get your ultra chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all the ones that are five US dollars and above before the end of the show. This stream, of course, is sponsored by Beer 52. I apologize, Beer 52. You're getting a raw deal on this one. Make sure, of course, that you click the description and the top pin comment in the comments there. They will be redirecting you to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk, where you can get eight free craft beers. All you have to do is pay for uh I always get that part wrong. Shipping and postage. You get eight lovely craft beers. They are the drink of choice in the office. Anytime that we decide that we want to drink, we will always go with Beer 52 at our convenience because it is lovely. And what better way to listen to a podcast that is going for the second time than with a Beer 52. So make sure that you go to beer52.com forward slash Russell Talk to get your eight free craft beers, only paying for shipping and postage. So... I guess we'll get into the main talking point of this uh, this show again. We're going to be talking about Solo Sokoa, who made his debut on WWE TV on this show. And uh, yeah, what we'd like to see from him. Hot damn, I'm frazzled. No, no, no. But the thing, because we talked about it before, we can pick up the talking points much quicker this time because we practiced it off we camera. We did. We did. We did. We practiced it. Oh, my God. I had somewhere to be after this. And now we're just going to do a whole other show. Goodness me. So, yes, Solo Sokoa was on this show and we had Sami Zayn and the Usos come out and... They they introduced Solo Sokoa. Sami Zayn tried to talk about being a, a well, young Uso. Yeah, honorary young And Uso. Jay Uso was having absolutely none of it. <sighs> Goodness me. It's going to take a while for me to get my, my wind back after all of this. Solo Sokoa then came out, said he was the street champion, said that he's there to stay. And then Drew McIntyre came out, chair in hand, hit the, hit the midsection of Solo Sokoa. And then, uh, yeah, he... Uh, he, he went to go and hit him in the back. Sami Zayn pushed him out of the way, took the bullet for Solo Sokoa, which adds so much to this storyline already. And then this led to Drew McIntyre challenging Solo Sokoa to a match. And this match then took place in the main event. Before that, we got backstage segments where Sami Zayn was saying, hey, man, I've got your back. Oos, I've got you. Solo Sokoa was like, hey, man, I appreciate it. And they, they kind of had a thing going. Jey Uso was not vibing with any of this, was like, Man, and Sammy's so like, "What am I? What? Yeah. I'm being a nice guy." I'm, 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 and and, and then Jimmy's like, "It ain't about you guys. It's about him." It was about Solo Sokoa on this evening and on this podcast as well. As we then got Drew McIntyre and Solo Sokoa in the main event. Drew Matt, not a lot to the match, of course. It was fine, but the the majority of the action was taking place outside the ring. It seemed Solo Sokoa. Uh, got hit with a move, sent to the outside. The Usos tried to get involved at different points. Sami Zayn tried to get involved at different points. And the Street Profits came out to negate that. I don't know if I like that because I don't know yeah. that I need to see the Street Profits and the Usos again. But say la vie, it looks like we'll probably get that match at some point. No, and please. They need like some, you know, this is when the draft needs to happen. Do a draft so both guys go. Then again, the Usos can go on both shows. They need to keep Street Profits away from the title scene. Not it's nothing that they've done wrong. It's just that this match has been ran run down to the ground. And yeah. we want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenge for the title. Or at least the new and improved Viking Raiders. Or at least Imperium. You know, it's, it's something in our new tag team had given hit row. You know, put put them inside against the Usos. Just make it new, different. Because one of the reasons we're happy with Triple H being in charge is we don't have to do rematches 
10,000 times. They've mm-hmm. wrestled each other enough. They should do a stipulation where they never touch again until the Uso <laughs> lose the title. That's always a great stipulation to have. They always adhere to that stipulation every single time, in fact. But yes, this this match led to Solo Sokoa getting hit with uh, Claymore, getting knocked out of the ring, and then Drew McIntyre was choked out. The lights were also choked out as this went to black and white. Very strange. Right? I thought my screen went black and white. I was like, what's going on there? I was like, Tempest, your screen gone down as well? And he goes, yeah, man. And I was like, oh, why is it coincidental? Oh, wait. Oh, oh, wait. No. Why is he? Why is it black and white? Why? Because Karrion Cross has magic powers over colors, apparently. Oh, someone can make a joke. He has dull colors matching his personality. LOL, just oh, kidding. That, that's mean. No, that's not me. <laughs> that's the certain part of it. Listen, I speak for all fan bases except for the toxic ones one some fan base likes him i like his spooky promos i like what he brings to the table he brings something different other people think he's boring i like his promos tick mr mcintyre tick tock he's a snake no is this is the time we established as the sound it makes because the the hourglass doesn't tick or talk it doesn't Good tick time. or yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. Do you want me to do, do you want me to do an ultra chat, the solar circle ultra chat, and you can send a certain person a message that you're gonna be late? Do you wanna do no, that? No, no, yeah? no. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't believe my own stupidity. Genuinely. Stupid. No, because we start guys, we legit started a camera. Countdown, the two screens. We thought we were good, we we're ready to go, and we didn't know we were live. No, no, we legit did a whole, we, we call it After Dark. Yeah, we don't have another show that's called that at all. But of course, the main talking point is what we would do and what we would like to see with Sola Sokoa, because this is a new character that has been added to this storyline that has been going on for like two years now. And at times, this storyline has felt very stale. Now, of course, Sami Zayn and his involvement has been a real injection of life back into this storyline, but now we have another character. So what we would like to see from that, I personally would like to see him be as another singles competitor in this crew. You know, something that is different from Roman, but is something that we haven't been able to do with either of the Usos really at all through this, except for at the very beginning when Jay Uso Uso. was main event Jay Uso and he was by himself. That was really cool, but as long as the Usos are both on screen together, we have not yet had that as... Well, you can't really have either of the Usos be singles guys while they are together. Or tag champions. Or the tag team champions, which they've been for 400 and a million days. But it's just WWE's prerogative to keep them together because they are one of the most decorated teams that they have. Well, part of the conversation we had, I was like, I wanted Gunter to still be Intercontinental Champion because I feel like he's doing such a great job and that any man that should beat him should be Sheamus because they've mm-hmm. been established that they've got great rivalry and that match they had at Clash has given people an appetite to see another five-star match from both guys. So I suggested that Bobby Lashley, who's been doing well as United States Champion, he can quite possibly lose to Solo Sokoa because as we know, the bloodline, they trump... Uh, brand extensions they go to any brand they want to go to and solo sokoa who seems to be like the heavy the 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 bad luck farley of the group he's the heavy of the group so he can go up against a uh, solid new japan reference right he can go against lashley so i was thinking solo sokoa u.s champion the bloodline's got another title in the group I think that, again, is a very good idea. I don't know how tied everybody is to which titles are on which shows. And, of course, with SmackDown being the show that I review or try to every month or every week, 
I would, of course, prefer to see Walter and the Intercontinental Championship stay on the show that I'm reviewing, but I would very much like to see Solo Sokoa end up with a championship. I think he's a perfect, like, mid-card champion at this point. Mm. I don't know that we'll see him beat Bobby Lashley, but I think that would be a very good step for him. And it would be a great way to end what has been a good reign for Bobby Lashley as United States champion. So definitely, I would like to see Solo Sokoa possibly being the one to end it because at the moment it seems like it could be either Champa or it could be, you know, Solo Sokoa if our trajectory plan goes really, really well. Yeah. But in the meantime, I could see him being like what uh, Rhea Ripley is to Judgment Day, which is that heavy that just takes people out left, right and centre. He can be like that, you know, that silent assassin type to, you know, to counteract the Usos. He can be Roman Reigns' personal, you know, insurance policy. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We had a number of uh, Ultra Chats that had similar thoughts to this, which we may have already read at some point, but now we'll read again because, of course, 
We're not going to just take your money and not read the comments, having already looked at them. That would be madness. So, of course, get your Ultra Chats in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support, and we'll read out all the ones that are five U.S. dollars and above before the end of the show. Like the one from Charles Berg that said, frankly, I hope they use a character I've always wanted to see. I want him to be sort of a hitman whose sole purpose is to hurt and injure people. He's not there to win. He's there to weaken. A wrestler who doesn't care about his victory, only Roman's. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's what we've been pitching because it makes them slightly different from the Usos because the Usos um, right now, they're kind of being weakened from how many times that Drew McIntyre has beaten them up. So you need a fresh character. And I think Solo Sokoa right now is earned that clout to be the guy for Roman to watch his back. Yeah, my again, my only uh, issue with this idea is WWE currently is in the process of trying to reteach the fans that wins and losses do matter. Mm. That the results of matches and the results of actions do have consequences. And I think that this character is a very good one, but it is very difficult to tell the story of this character when you are also trying to tell people that wins and losses do matter. So if you've got one guy who doesn't care about wins and losses, that's a very mixed message and can kind of get lost. Mm. It won't have the same impact that it could have at a later point in the future. Well, I, I can't argue with that. Wins and losses yeah. should matter. Yeah. And Kevin also says, I would have preferred Solo to have a win against a mid-carder in his debut, then have a competitive match with Drew at Extreme Rules, maybe with a stip, and then Drew faces Cross at Crown Jewel. I think it would have been a good way to build up Solo. I agree with this. I don't know who everybody would face in this scenario, but just as it's laid out there, I think that would be very good. Give everybody more wins and just more time to be built up. One of the things I realized is because of the disqualification right now, Solo, Sokoa, and Drew McIntyre do have unfinished business. Is it going to be a classic Vince McMahon cage match or another rematch Extreme Rules? Or is it going to be Drew facing uh, Karrion Cross at Extreme Rules? Or would they save that for Crown Jewel? There's so many options. There are, there are so many options with this. And I think that is a big benefit of what WWE has really been doing since Triple H took over, where we've got all of this. And again, Kevin Owens is on Raw, and he's still a part of this storyline. He's just kind of a fringe part of it right mm -hmm. now. He could pop in and be involved in any of this at any point. Anything. There's just so many options for things to do. I really like that. Uh, this show opened with a bloody brilliant six-man tag team match, that being Imperium, the fully formed Imperium, complete with almost perfect music. It's new music, but it's new kind of old new music. Yeah, new old new. Yeah. It's new old new. It's that of dun 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 gonta the ring and arrow, bam, bam. And then, and then Gunther coming out to Walter's old jacket because, like I said, the jacket was free-flowing. I said free-flowing earlier today. I'm just regurgitating all things <laughs> I said before. He's like, I'm in Groundhog Day. He said that before. So, yeah, Gunther's back to wearing black trunks, Imperium's in black trunks, and then you had got the, the, the brawling brutes. You've got Pete Dunne looking more like Pete Dunne-esque, but it's brute, you know, he's butch. So the match was great. Yep. Uh, it established Giovanni Vinci. I think that's the guy that needs to be established because not a lot of people watch NXT 2.0 or mm -hmm. even watch probably the original NXT. So that was the introduction to Giovanni Vinci besides the Pile Lee. 
Um, but the match was good. Imperium bomb, one, two, three. But also the crowd reaction for Sheamus was incredible. Mm -hmm. This guy's been having banger after banger after banger after banger after banger for me, dating back to when he won the US title against Riddle at WrestleMania. So I'm glad that the fans finally see it because they were stuck with the old perception of Sheamus when he was that goody two-shoes baby face, Irish stereotype that Vince McMahon was prodding along, a John Cena 2.0 kind of character, or when he used to be king of the ring with that stupid hat he used to wear, <laughs> or League of Nations Sheamus. So oh, Sheamus has had many iterations where fans were not happy. He's the same guy that beat Daniel Bryan in what nine seconds, wherever it was. So eighteen seconds, eighteen seconds, and he won Royal Rumble over Chris Jericho. So there've been many reasons for people not to like Sheamus. But in recent years, while a lot of people have midlife crisis, Sheamus has been having bangers of matches in his forties. Yeah, I mean, this match was really special because again, this this match and this feud is like the best thing that's ever happened to Sheamus. Every single time they got in the ring together, people cheered, and now at any point you could always go back to this match and people are going to be excited which is not shocking considering everybody kind of knew Sheamus versus Walter was going to be great what? and then it was this is such good news for Sheamus I don't know how many of those type of matches he would like to have considering, as I said like yeah well considering he's got very pale skin and would you know, he's mm. he's going to have a harder time than most after a match like that. But that being said, I think it was by far the best match of Sheamus's career. It was. And I think a lot of people would agree with that, considering the reaction that he continues to get. And well, well that is it's Seattle. I, I want to shout out Seattle. They were a great crowd for yeah. SmackDown. They're the kind of energetic crowd that you pray for. And they were incredible. They reacted to the right things and the right moments. So shout out to Seattle. You guys were great. Yeah. Very good crowd from Seattle. They got, uh, they got, Yelled at later. Like, yeah, and Braun Strowman also, you know, was he got a great reaction the past couple of days he's yep. been back. So yeah, everything's been going well. Yeah, reaction. absolutely. I mean, I really enjoyed this match. This match was designed seemingly to get Giovanni Vinci over as Ludwig Kaiser's tag team partner. They hit the Imperium Bomb, and now there's another tag team that's available in the SmackDown tag division. There's lots of, th of stuff that they could do here. That's all very good stuff. We then got a lot of different Sami Zayn and Usos, all those segments that we've already spoken about that was during this next portion of the show and then we got a tag team match pitting Aaliyah and Raquel against Toxic Attraction the match that we were supposed to have in the tournament but didn't happen due to injury some sort of injury well, who know. got injured it was so vague uh they they left the match you know they had to like you know throw in the towel because someone got injured but who got injured we don't know but they're back it back they're back they're back they're back but it appears that they're just going to be on SmackDown now. I don't know if this is a more regular thing, but they, it might be. Uh, it was just a match. There wasn't a whole lot to it. You know, this was at the very least a win to give to Raquel and Aaliyah before their match against Eosky and Dakota Kai on Raw. I don't know if they're going to win that match. I would have to think that Eosky and Dakota Kai will win the tag team titles, at which point I will wonder what the point of any of this was. I know the point is to push Raquel and Aaliyah, at least get more people pushed at the same time. It doesn't have to be the same four or six women. Mm -hmm. It was the additional women. And I feel like... Leah's stock has gone up since winning the tag titles. She's looking decent in the ring. And Raquel mm -hmm. Gonzalez has been hitting a Tiana bomb like, like she means business. And that twisting corkscrew Vader bomb she's doing, that looks, she looks more adequate in the ring. So I feel like at least two people got pushed out of it. And they've had a nice mini title reign. Even if they lose the title, it's not like they won the title, lost it next week. They won the title, defended it a couple of times or had a couple of few matches. They look good and now they're going to lose it. It's okay. But you also had an idea about a certain person turning heel afterwards. Yeah, I look at this and I think because the, the, the report was that they won the titles because they wanted to push Raquel. 
I think if that's the case, then you're more than likely probably going to see them break up and have Raquel, because I think Raquel just works better as a heel than she a baby does. face anyway. The surgical, she's, she needs to get that smile surgically removed. Yeah, tell me about it. Like, uh, I think if you see them lose the titles, then Raquel probably just beats up Aaliyah and breaks up their team. That means it means more. Would you have cared if they lost the semifinals or whatever? You'd be like, whoa. I mean, personally, I don't really care that much either way. It didn't do anything for you. I did. It's done nothing for me. Like, I really think you needed to rehab these tag titles and putting them on Aaliyah is not the way that I would have done it. Burn, she's Canadian, like you. Yeah, I was in that crowd in Toronto. They didn't care either. What? Sorry. <laughs> you know, it, it's rough. But, like, I think if you're just going to end up with the titles back on EO Sky and Dakota Kai, there was no real reason to not just put the titles on them in the first place. I could be wrong. Might not be the direction that we're going in. But that's how I'm seeing it from where I am currently. They won this match. It was short. They didn't really mess up too much. It was just, it was a match. It was fine. It was a match. That's what I like to use when a match, nothing's going on. It was a match or mm-hmm. it was an angle. It was an angle. It yes. was a match. This uh, this then led to WWE possibly throwing some shade at AEW, maybe, shooty shooty, where Michael Cole was uh, discussing the Ronda Rousey, Adam Pierce situation from last week and said that uh, all of this wasn't handled uh, internally and, and not done out in public. And I can't remember what his exact terminology was, but, but he, there was yeah, there was a lot of wording language here that... that- yeah, there's a lot of language that's been used in a lot of the, the news stories this week, yes. Yeah, it was a subtle shade. It was subtle, and it was wonderful. Didn't hit me over the head. Nearly missed it. <laughs> Nearly missed it. And so I went, wait, they said something about unprofessional, internally, done in public. Mm-hmm. What's been done in public? What's been unprofessional? What's been an executive getting their ass whipped by a wrestler? You all know. You've seen the news. You've seen us on the news, by the way, written by this guy. Thank you, man. Absolutely. I do not need more credit today. (laughs) (laughs) But this led into Ronda Rousey's match, that being the uh, fatal five-way elimination match for the number one contendership for Liv Morgan SmackDown Women's Championship. That was Ronda Rousey versus Natalya versus Zia Lee versus Lacey Evans versus, uh, what was the last one? You said Zaylee, Sonia, mm-hmm. Lacey, and the boat, Natalia. Natalia, Ronda Rousey. I said them in a weird order, and then I forgot. What, it, was, it, was five, it was five, five people. Oh, yeah. You just keep saying Natalia. She N- Natalia, for, like, she counts for most of them. It's actually an eight-way match. It is. Four Natalias. And also, Lacey Evans, when she came out, my heart nearly sank, because I thought, oh, no, they're making her baby face again. But no, she slapped her butt. She's like, nope, kid, kiss this booty. <laughs> 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 she works better as a heel. And, uh, you know, I, I like it, you know. She's better as a heel, not trying to get people to beg, you to cheer her and stuff like that she she's more natural she gives off that energy of like she doesn't like people she like using the n-word so much you nasty you nasties you nasties she mm-hmm. loves using that yeah that 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 n-word that n-word the yeah. nasties that's the only one that only one exists <laughs> this this match wasn't really much of anything either it was ronda rousey quickly eliminating natalia with a submission and then immediately afterwards uh ronda and Le- and ronda and sonia both locked in submissions on xylee and lacey evans and they both tapped out and then ronda and sonia had a quick back and forth and ronda then tapped her out as well Liv Morgan was watching on from the skybox. And then backstage, you had Ronda Rousey being congratulated by Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is dejected because she didn't win. 
no. at Clash of the Castle. And Rhonda says, listen, I know you're disappointed, but there's one thing better than winning, and that's revenge. <laughs> Let me know when you want to break bones and run this show again. And it seems like we're going to be getting the old Shayna Baszler back. I don't know what path they're going to take with these two, whether they're going to be a team, whether they're going to be opponents, whether they're going to be a team and then opponents. I think eventually we're going to get Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I think maybe at WrestleMania or something like that. That's a big match that they can build to, but maybe we'll see a really fun tag team title run out of them at some point. That's all great points that I was going to mention in slightly different variation. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. But I love the fact that we, we talked about it earlier, legit. And then I, I love that you're regurgitating it because it sounds like a great idea. I do feel like doing a storyline where um, Ronda creates the monster in Shayna that eventually t- turns on her would create a great storyline. But when it goes to WrestleMania, that depends if Becky Lynch is not well enough because mm. I still feel like the money match is going to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda because in my mind, they want to do a great women match especially if you're bringing a rock back you're thinking you want to have a mainstream star like ronda rousey facing their biggest star besides bianca Belair, which is um, becky lynch i don't think you're wrong i don't dislike that you could do this match at like the royal rumble perhaps yeah it doesn't have to be at wrestlemania if you can get becky lynch in and do ronda and becky i'm not upset with that one bit he's not upset with that one bit not even one little bit not even one solitary second no. So this then led into a big eight-man tag as Hit Row and the Street Profits took on Los Lotharios and uh, the other guys, Maximum Male Models. That's what their names are. Mansoir. 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 And before this match, in a digital exclusive segment, it appeared that we got we got some sort of a tease with Max Dupree saying, you need to get through the day in order to make it to the night. Yeah. Possibly a tease of the return of LA Knight. But how would they storyline, you know, storyline explain the guy known as Max Dupree, who's got a sister named Maxine Dupree, who's got a mom named Maxine Dupree, who's got a dad named Maxwell Dupree. How would you explain that Max Dupree all of a sudden is now LA Knight, yeah? LA Knight, yeah. Yeah? It's like Adam Cole, baby. It's yeah, LA yeah, Knight, baby. Yeah. yeah, dummy. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't use dummy in, in WWE, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. They have been focusing a lot more on making sure that gets covered. Like, they're not just being like, Pete Dunn's not just Pete Dunn because everybody wants him to be Pete Dunn. He needs some, it's a transition from what we've been shown into what's going to happen. I am sure at some point he will probably be known as Pete Dunn again, but it's all a transition. Everything has been like a story so far. So I don't know how he ends up being LA Knight again, but. I feel like it's it's easier to make Butch beat Pete Dunn because it's already been established. Butch is his nickname. Pete Dunn is his name. On his birth certificate, on his kayfabe birth certificate, because Pete Dunne's not his real name either. But mm-hmm. yes, with Max Dupree, we established that he's, he has money, his name's Dupree. How'd you get there? Unless you have a, a hybrid. Max Dupree, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me, I'm tired. I needed a coffee today, and I never had one. I've been up since 5 a.m. Might have something to do with it. This, uh, this of course, was a, a fairly fun eight-man tag. It wasn't, again... There wasn't a whole lot to the match. Like, there weren't, like, you know, they didn't have people getting cut off and then fighting for their comeback. It was fairly short. They all tried to hit dives to the outside, but they would continue to cut each other off. Eventually, Angelo Dawkins hit his dive, and Top Top Dollar went to go and hit his, but Maxime Dupree got on the apron and blocked him. B-Fab pulled her off the apron, and then Max Dupree got in her face. Top Dollar hit him with a kick, 
caught Mansois as he came off the top rope, transitioned him over into his side slam, and then tagged in Ashante the Adonis, and they hit the heavy hitter for the win. I really enjoyed this finish of this match, and I think this sort of match does a lot for the for the NXT. Goodness me, they are NXT people though. They are NXT people. Mm. The SmackDown Tag Team Division, which has needed more teams in it. And now, like, there's still, like, the New Day and the Viking Raiders and teams that we didn't see on this show. Like, they've got plenty of tag teams on SmackDown now and not bad teams either. Are you saying the tag team division is stacked? I might, in fact, say that, yeah. Oh, look at that. It's no longer going to be like rematch of Mania every single time. But I want to say that Angela Dawkins, for me, was a, was a standout in this match. He's been a standout the last couple of months because he's been reading people's comments. You People saying, oh, Street Profits should break up. Montez Ford should be world champion. And they call him the Marty Jannetty. He refuses to be the Marty Jannetty of the group. That's why he stopped wearing a shirt. He's got himself in a, in a decent shape. He's doing flips, guys. He's doing flips. When a guy's doing flips, you know, it's a cry for help to let you know that he's just as good <laughs> as the other guy that does flips. He's not doing frog splashes yet, but he's doing everything else that Montez is doing. He goes, anything you can do, I can do just as well. <laughs> slightly below, but I can still do it. So yeah, Montez, um, Angel Dawkins, shout out to him for training with, you know, the boat Natalia and Tyson Kidd. Getting himself in great shape, having good matches. Because the stand-up match with Seth Rollins, that was mm-hmm. a good match to prove and show himself. He, he did well. Yeah, he he's done a very good job this summer. I think really when I first noticed it, it was like around Money in the Bank where they had their great match together and Angelo Dawkins absolutely pulled his weight. Like He is a performer. He is a talent. And he's not just the other guy that is stapled to Montez Ford by any means. Yes. So give him his flowers. Don't make him do a Seamus where he has to be in his 40s before he gets his flowers. (laughs) Gosh. And this SmackDown was capped off with the Alpha Academy coming out to tell Seattle that they don't have a basketball team. Boo. Sheesh. Sheesh, please. Sheesh. Sheesh. So stupid. stupid. You don't like it. It's fine. It's Benny Shorty G. Anything. Well, yeah. That's a low bar to clear, too. Just seeing them come out with a shirt that says shoosh. Is, mm. I, I can't get past the shirt. Really? The shirt is so dumb. Uh, to me, it's on the list of like the dumbest wrestling shirts. Shoosh! Shoosh, please. And then Braun Strowman came out, did the power bombs. You rated the power bombs out of uh, Liger bombs. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Because Chad Gable got power bombed. Otis got like most of the way power bombed. Okay. It's still very impressive. It is about as 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 much a power bomb as you're going to see Otis get hit with. But his his back was like parallel to the to the mat basically it was a reverse sunset flip in his eyes oh yeah that's what it was eh? (laughs) oh it was like when batista used to like try and powerbomb the undertaker and he'd get him up like halfway and then powerbomb him it's like it still looks cool it's still pop for it and everything but uh not all the way but a good smackdown i thought as we review it i've reviewed this show three times now today okay are we still live just to make sure because he did it three times and he'll lose his freaking mind and (sighs) chuck his mask Wait, we're live, right, guys? We're live, pals. Are we live? We're live still on? Pal. Yes. We're Send live. me a message. We're Let live. me know you're live. Thumbs up. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. Saying, they're, they're yeah. Yes. Yeah. Brandon said, yeah. 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 What up, Brandon? Shout uh, out to you, Brandon. You didn't make the biggest mistake behind this table this week. Mod brother, Brandon. What's up? Okay. This is Crampage. The show you've been waiting for. <laughs> I was wondering how long you were going to go. No, yeah. no. Thankfully, we didn't get uh, very far into a review of, uh, of Rampage, so most of this will be uncharted territories for us. This opened, of course, with the first round match in the AEW World Championship 
tournament thing that they've got going on here with Sammy Guevara taking on Darby Allen. This, I thought, was a good match. They, of course, have a lot of history and chemistry dating back to their time at Revolution 2020, a match that I was there for live, one of the better five-minute matches that I've ever seen. I really enjoyed that one, and I enjoyed this match as well. There were some really fun spots like Darby Allen went for his dive and Sammy Guevara caught him into a cutter. I thought that was really clean. Mm -hmm. And Sammy Guevara managed to hit his double springboard cutter. And he really had to balance there for a second on the top rope, which is just unbelievable every time I see it. Reminded me of that really famous clip of like Sabu doing his uh, springboard off the chair. Stands on the rope and he stands there for like seconds. Like holds it for a second. Catches his balance and then... Like, I would lose my mind if I saw something like that live. But this match was fine. Only problem to me is the excessive amount of interference that we're seeing in a lot of AEW matches these days. Because this not only saw constant interference from Ty Mello, which, again, is fine if the interference is thwarted and then the good guy wins. Or at a pay-per-view, they then get thwarted by some babyface. I've not seen that happen. Nope. And I'm kind of just tired of watching a lot of these matches that are just going to be guaranteed to have interference because it was not only her, but also Anna JAS, who we still are trying to figure out why she's in the group. Like, what, what, what is the purpose? What is the purpose of Anna J being in the Jericho Appreciation Society? And as, as I was saying before we found out we weren't live, I was like, the only group that was able to manage to have women, multiple women in one group, was the Four Horsemen, the 1995-96 iteration of the group group which had uh miss elizabeth uh deborah mcmichael and woman and each of the women uh, women in the group they served the purpose woman was with benoit um deborah was with uh, steve mcmichael and miss elizabeth was with uh, rick flair so you had they had their assigned guys and they kind of gelled together properly and we haven't seen anna j gel properly because she seems to be hanging out more with uh, um daddy magic and cool hand that, that they seem to be a group but they haven't really established that on on television yet Mm -hmm. so she just comes across as the add-on to tay and uh, sammy guevara i forget she's in the group half the time me too honestly and i said they they missed out the opportunity of putting her inside a jungle boy storyline seeing imagine if anna jay getting chokeslammed by luchasaurus that would have been a great heat spot but no Mm -hmm. she's in the group with her best mate just holding her best mate's bag while she kisses her partner which gives him popeye spinach energy which i i like that line from jericho it's like popeye spinach I I liked the moment with Jericho later on this show, but it didn't have as much to do with him. Uh, This match, again, was fine. There was a lot of of interference, and then behind the referee's back, because he was distracted, Sammy hit a low blow on Darby Allin and then hit the go-to-hell for the win. I thought Darby Allin was going to win this match, and he didn't. I thought Darby Allen and John Moxley would have been like a really cool kind of full circle match to have because they, of course, wrestled during John Moxley's first AEW World Title run. You've got the knowledge. You remember stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I, I remember them wrestling before. I even remember them teaming up as the trios for a bit before the yeah. Blackpool Combat Club. It was the two of thing. them and... Yeah, it was the two of them. Uh, Will Hobbs uh, yeah. was, was in a, was in was in that bit, yeah. for, for like a week. Yeah, the book of Hobbs. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, later. <laughs> absolutely. We're we're actually gonna get to that this yeah. time. Uh, but yeah, a solid match. Sammy Guevara wins and will face John Moxley in the next stage of this. Who's tournament. gonna win? Who? Who? I can't imagine it. Sammy Guevara gonna go all the way and win the title. What? And face MJF. You know, two of the pillars. Two of the pillars. Talk about pillars. Pillars. You know, he, he beat one pillar, which is Darby Allen. Now he's got another pillar. 
Pillars, pillar. Subvert expectations. No one would see it coming, and therefore it is good. Everyone who said it first. This guy, <laughs> without a mask, sat the hat. Sat the hat, Niangi. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, and we had Samoa Joe came out. I miss Samoa Joe so much. He... I he's one of the guys that I've just like basically forgotten was in AEW at a point. And granted, he was off TV with an injury and he was filming mm. uh, movies and being a big star in Hollywood and all that sort of thing. That being said, I was just like, oh, yeah, Samoa Joe. I really am just excited to see Samoa Joe wrestle like half of this roster. And I haven't really seen it yet, cause mostly because he was a little occupied with Jay Lethal forever. Wait, is that wrong with Jay Lethal? The, the feud was OK. Is it the Satinum Singh connection that people are not happy with? Not terribly. <laughs> not terribly. I, I I don't know. I would like to see Samoa Joe have had a lot more cool matches in AEW than he's had, unfortunately. I remember the match he had with Adam Cole for the Owen Hart, you know, cup. So it was, Yeah, it was solid. That was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. But there's also rumors that Samoa Joe would have now broken down. He's not wrestling like Samoa Joe old. He's not the same guy. He's the years of hard-hitting matches. Jumping off, hitting your back on staircases, doing the drop kick. Madman. Craziest spot of, of all time. People say that that's, that was the change, the downfall of Samoa Joe in terms of what he's going through today was because of that. Don't do that. Don't take a running, tr- diving drop kick, onto flat back angle. bump yeah. onto stairs. Yeah. Madman. Absolute madman. But anyway, he comes out and he cuts a promo and he's quickly interrupted by Smart Mark Sterling, who has Tony Nice and Josh Woods with him and said that Josh Woods saved his life on Dynamite. And as a result of that, Josh Woods should have a shot at the ROH TV title. Former champion he is. I'm sure that Josh Woods and Smojo will have a fun match. I keep forgetting that Josh Woods is in this company now, too. Are you hinting that there's too many guys in this company? Oh, I would never say such a thing, Sat. Might need another hour or two of TV time. Oh, I also or, do or, not recommend. Or, or probably need another wrestling company they can wrestle in. Wait, wait. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Mm. Yeah. yeah, let's let's put Ring of Honor back on TV and have everybody wrestling. That sounds on extra like a shows. great idea. I wonder what they do with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but that match was confirmed for next week. It'll be for the ROH TV title. Should be a lot of fun. I love Samoa Joe. We then got Miro saying that uh, he snuck the devil out and his gold is on a lesser man. He asks why he's not in the tournament and says to belt up the Redeemer. I concur. Put a belt on this man now. Why is he not in the tournament? I wouldn't mind Miro. I would even mind him being in the final, even winning the title. Even if it's just for a cup of coffee and you come back and he (laughs) loses it to MJF next. Is they're doing something with him. He, my guy's been doing so many promos. He's almost like the new Alistair Black, or mm-hmm. he's just, you know, in the shadows doing a promo. Luckily, he's not asking people to knock on his door. Yeah. Genuinely, I, this has been one of the more baffling things in AEW this year. Like, since he came back, I would have Miro wrestling on TV like every other week. Or just have him face Wardlow. Yeah. Anything. Like, something. Something, anything, give me. Even Wardlow. Miro content. <laughs> and uh, just, I don't want to jump around, but even Wardlow was a promo saying like, oh, he's red high, they're saying he's falling off. It's still his world. Yeah, and yeah. then put Miro in his world. Come on. Oh, poor guy. But yeah, that was a backstage deal. We then got Madison Rain versus Serena Deeb. Oh, this was a pretty solid little match. I mean, I think Serena Deeb is among like the best in-ring performers in, in honestly all of wrestling, but certainly in women's wrestling. You know, she's fantastic. 
And this was a match where they did a lot of counters and they really played that up on commentary. Madison Rain managed to avoid the detox and they were talking about it. I think Serena Deeb can't believe that, that her finisher was countered and eventually she had to resort to her sun, or Tequila Sunrise. I don't know. Conan. If, yeah. yeah, it is. Is it the, is, is Serenity Lock? I think that's what The Serenity called. Lock. Yeah. That's right. The arm trap single single leg crap. It was Tequila Sunrise to me. Yeah. He's the first one that you know used to use the move. <laughs> but what made me laugh is they're both coaches in the women's division. So obviously, yeah she'd be more of a formidable opponent for her. So the whole the whole thing of her being shocked, I guess it plays into her character being arrogant and thinking mm-hmm. she's better than everyone. But Madison Rain had a better performance in this match, which is not shocking because Serena Deeb is known as one of the best wrestlers. Could you believe it? The WWE has Serena Deeb that long and all she did was shave her head bald and then get fired because she, she drank alcohol in real life. She Would drank some beer this? 52s. I mean, come on. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get your eight free beers only paying for shipping and postage. Thank you very much, Beer52. Thank you very much, Sat. Yeah, stupid time that was. Let's just decide kayfabe is real for like a month <coughs> and then never again. Meanwhile, Undertaker's been turned into a vegetable. Lol. <laughs> yeah. Good times, good times. Yeah, good times, 2010. Remember pickle, that? Pickle Nexus? Taker. Pickle yeah. Taker is turned into vegetable. Pickle oh my taker. God. Uh, cucumbers, actually. He hates those. He does. Yeah. You you like cucumbers. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Eat in front of him and say he reacts. Yeah, I just <sighs> take a big bite. I, I don't know if I could do that. Just take a bite out of a cucumber. Did it, what, did it give you a big boop? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yeah, Serena Deeb won this match. It was a solid little match. Backstage, Lexi Nair interviewed Jade Cargill, and they basically just said, oh, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, of course I beat Athena. Does Give me... Opponent number 38, 39, 40, all the way to 50. Stokely's not there anymore. That's another thing. Like, you know what? Jade has reached that point where she doesn't need Mark Sterling or Stokely. But I would like some sort of resolution. Not like, oh, yeah. one day they're not together anymore. Let's just forget that happened. But another thing I was going to mention, the, the pacing of the backstage interviews was weird. Lexi there, for some weird reason, has got teleportation powers. Because after <laughs> she interviews Jade, what's next? Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. It went, I was like, wait, they're having this girl working overtime. And then Hobbs is now introducing new catchphrases and new the nicknames. The Book of Hobbs. The Book of Hobbs, guys. Read it up. I heard there's 10,000 pages about Spinebusters and then how to turn on your friends it. and, you know, and regiment for your shoulder traps and having big pecs and also being a monster. Somebody like Space Jam. <laughs> Space He's Jam the fan. perfect guy to learn from, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we got the main event of the show, that being Claudio Castagnoli against Dax Harwood for the ROH World Championship. And this was a delightful little wrestling match, no matter what Ollie Davis might say, because he's a madman. What do you mean? He doesn't like Claudio matches. I mean, he li- he, he made a point uh, in the office talking about this match, like, well, it's just wrestling for the sake of wrestling. And I was like, what does that mean? All wrestling is the re- is wrestling for the sake of wrestling. Yeah, you know, I get it that it doesn't have like a real in depth angle and storyline attached to it, but like you hear that match and I will tune in to see it. Maybe not everybody else will, but I enjoy it. The fact you said you tune in to watch it goes to show you that how much of Dax Harwood has become a formidable singles wrestler over Very the much. last year to the point where this matchup did excite a lot of people. Mm-hmm. This to me would have been like a perfect match to be like the main event of Final Battle or something like that. Like whatever the next mm. ROH show that they decide to promote is, I almost would have saved it for that because otherwise they they played up the history that they had from Death Before Dishonor where the FTR was confronted by Claudio and Wheeler Yuta as a potential upcoming tag team match. I don't know when we're going to get that match. I don't it might want, just I don't be, want, on a, it might be on a rampage. I don't, I don't, know. I, I don't want it. Doing a rampage because the world championship should not be tagging for the title. Mm-hmm. That's I agree. Why, if you had to take the title for Jonathan Gresham, do something with it. 
you know, make the title sacred, make the title pure. No, that's a different title. There's already the foundation. A title. The foundation. Bring bring back the <laughs> bring back the tradition. <laughs> bring back Tracy Williams. <laughs> bring back Tracy Williams. But needless to say, this match was great. I mean, it shouldn't be shocking. These two guys are absolutely fantastic. They wrestle very complementary styles of each other, where they don't necessarily need to be technical, but they can just be hard hitting and transition between those. They transition smack into, the crap out of each other. Absolutely they did. And I love that this match was just them battling over sharpshooters. Yes. Both guys that use sharpshooters and do good sharpshooters. Not the rock kind. Not the rock, not the Natalia kind. You don't like Natalia's? Natalia doesn't do a good sharpshooter, unfortunately. Oh, no. She crosses the legs the wrong way. You don't like Canadian women. I just realized that. First Aaliyah, now Natalia. What is wrong with you attacking Canadian women today? I love Trish. Everyone loves Trish. You just, if you say you don't like Trish, I would have said your mask is on too tight. But yeah, you, you redeemed yourself there. But man, today you'd be going hard on these Canadian women. Well, just then, do a good sharpshooter. Is there any other Canadian woman that can impress you right now? Because I feel like you're just going in on the current generation. They're just not impressing you. <laughs> Chelsea Green? No. Uh, Canadian women. I like Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, I knew it was going to be Ty Valkyrie. Valkyrie, Chelsea Ty-a. Green. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a lot of talent out there. It's just not a league. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you like this. I'm, hmm, today mm. you just dismissed two Canadian women. It's like one can't do sharpshooter, the other, I don't know, no one likes her in our home state, apparently. <laughs> no one likes her in the six. No one likes her in the six. Zero reaction, unfortunately. Yeah, they battled over sharpshooters, and they just kind of like would trip the other and turn their sharpshooter into another sharpshooter, and eventually so, mm, Claudio just beat him. Beat him with a sharpshooter. Really liked, the fa- really liked this finish, and that was pretty much the show. You know, again, like, I don't feel that much attachment to the Ring of Honor title and everything right now. I'm Mm -hmm. happy to see Claudio having matches in main events and having really good performances. But I do need a little bit more than that. So, like, on that level, I do see what Ollie is saying. But at the same time, this was a very good match. It was a very good match. I love Claudio. There's there's times when he talks, it sounds great. And there's other times where he sounds very stiff. Mm. He he sounds stiff with his promo. And it just sounds very stilted. He needs to, like... Because it's really good to talk for him, but I feel like he also wants to prove a point. Like, hey, you got it wrong. I, I can cut a promo. Because when he's a natural, t- when he talks naturally, he's fine. But I don't know. It's one of those cases. Uh, happens to a lot of people. It happens to me sometimes with the wrestling news. When I get told I talk too slow. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Reading someone else's words can do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, a good pair of, of wrestling shows on this evening. A very good pair of wrestling shows that you should go out of your way to watch. There were matches on both shows that were definitely worth seeing. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats. We're going to speed through it. I'm sorry, we're gonna, guys. We're going to speed, speed. Yeah. Speed through them. Yeah. Before we do that, before, because I got to remember to do this as well. Can't forget too many things. Goodness me, I already have. Uh, we've got some very important shout outs for all of our $25 and above Patreons over at, uh, at, patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk if you subscribe at the 25 dollars and above tier you get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show just like this one so a big thank you to send me to heaven evan reich yeah always shining garrett albright yeah jody bus driver harry yeah the overstepper james nepper yeah that rhymes murderous james murta yeah Rasa Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. 
Vernus El Decimitero. You're making me speak Spanish. Yes. El Decimotercero. See, he is half Spanish. You can hear that. He's Canadian Spanish. Jay, you're Mexican. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jason Gutierrez. Yeah. Spoke in class today. Jeremy Smith. Yeah. John Jenkinson, son of Jenker. Yeah. Golden John Molden. Yeah. The easiest name to pronounce. Josh Raza. Raz, oh, Raz, oh, you put you put it for emphasis. Sorry. Josh. Razowkis. Almost. Josh Razowskis. Yeah. No one else is his job. I, I quit now, man. <laughs> <laughs> and breaking news, Justin Edelheit. Yeah. You read those names before, innit? You read those names before, innit? I mean, of course. No wonder. He's got advantage. I'll learn, I'll learn your name. I'll, of course. Yeah. I've, read, I've read these names for the last, like, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cheating. Yeah. Before we get into the last of your Ultra Chats, we want to once again say thank you to Beer52 for sponsoring this stream. Make sure, of course, that if you're if you're going to be drinking this weekend, make sure it's a Beer52. You can get eight free craft beers at, at beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. All you need to do is pay for shipping and postage, and you will get eight free craft beers, delicious craft beers that we cannot recommend enough. They are the drink of choice in the office anytime that we decide to consume a wee bit of alcohol. So make sure that you click on the link in the description or or the top pin comment for both of those lovely names. So sat. Let's get into the rest of these Ultra Chats. This will be the final call for Ultra Chats. That being WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Five US dollars and above. If you have any of your final thoughts on SmackDown and Rampage or Solo Sokoa and what like you'd like to see, blah, 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 take two. Or Solo Sokoa and what you would like to see WWE do with him. Make sure you get those in right now. Alpha Wolf had a very good message that we definitely praised the first time we did this show we did mate we even shouted your name out during the show it was good times good job alpha wolf we'll do it again so idea rollins versus reigns at survivor series ladder match both simultaneously grab a belt rollins the wwe title reigns universal a way to split without pinning reigns rollins versus cody at mania reigns versus rocket mania for the respective titles i've seen a lot of people say that rock and reigns don't need the title yeah. i think you can make arguments either way but i like this idea because you can get a title off reigns without having to pin him i think it's a perfect Pardon me, a perfect use of a ladder match, and I think it would be a good way to get a title onto someone else who needs it, like Seth Rollins. Alpha Wolfie, that was an incredible idea. Sometimes it saddens me when wrestling fans come up with a bad idea, then they're actually going to book it. But with Triple H in charge, who knows, hopefully he may have the same idea. Book it! Book it, Trips! Furthausen says, have our town's first WWE house show on Sunday in 30 plus years. The last time was Hacksaw versus Million Dollar Man in the main event. It's about 150 miles or 240 kilometers to Seattle, so not always able to go when they come around. That's a long time ago. That's a different 30, main event. 30 years, man. 30 years. A long, that's a long time. A lot of things happen in 30 years. You grow up in that mm -hmm. time span. I was not born 30 years ago. I was... Two thirty years ago. <laughs> Enrique Jr. says, This was my first ever WWE event. Call me biased, but live that Walter match was awesome. I think you'll say that about most live Walter matches. So don't mm -hmm. feel that you're being biased. On top of that, I got to see my younger sister fall in love with wrestling. Good job. And because of me, the only man to cheer Gable on, she is now effectively a Chad fan. You're doing the Lord's work, bro. 
Good job, Enrique. Good job indeed, Enrique. Wait, the next one. Mayor Payne's with Dan. Hi, Dan. Every time I see Imperium, I just think of you because I know you must be proud of your boys. <laughs> Dan says, hello, you guys. New donor is in the UK and the entire Commonwealth. Historical indeed, because in something that feels like 70 years, Imperium got their theme back, kind of. For me, Seamus vs. Gunter is the new Gotch Hackenschmidt. Fight forever. Get out of here. Love man. you. It's the new George Hackenschmidt yes. and Frank yes, it is. Gotch. You know what? You're right, Dan. You I'm are. sure there are so many similarities to the style of wrestling at the time. As the Prime Minister of, of Painesville and me as the Governor of Painesville, I approve of this message. I put that on a shirt. That's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> Kevin also writes in again to say, Me. So imagine Darby winning and beating Mox because of an MJF interference so you could build to a feud between Mox and MJF. And maybe you give Darby the win against Brian so you can send a message after All Out. And then AEW, Sammy wins. Me. Oh. Okay, then. That's about how it goes, honestly. If I didn't it, think Darby had a chance of winning these matches, but I no. thought he'd make it past the first round. I'm shocked that he couldn't get past Sammy Guevara, but maybe it's, it's Sammy's time. Maybe. I, I Maybe. That, that kissing, that spinach, you know, Popeye spinach, you make go all the way and win it. Oh, yeah. The and boyhood dream. The boyhood dream. Brain is gone. Absolutely gone. I apologize, chat. It's been a day. Uh, and finally, I believe this is the last one. I'll do a quick refresh to make sure we haven't missed anything. He's and nice to do haven't. that. I wouldn't refresh. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, I'll get and that to well, Monday. <laughs> uh, but no, Blue Jay Blaze has donated to say, great to see you, Satin Tempest. I would love to think that Sir Christopher Lee came back to stop the live broadcast due to Tempest calling his character of Count Dooku a downgrade. Hey, I love, I love me. I love me some Sir Christopher. I love me some uh Dracula. Some I love I was gonna say Saruman, but that, that works too. And also uh he was in the Thing Man. He was also in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, there's that film the film, the 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 burning the, the burning film. The film yeah, that you put a bit you, you know, the one that Nicolas Cage was in, uh, not the bees, not oh, the bees. Wicker Man. That's it. Yeah. He was in the original Wicker Man. So I had to get to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I looked at, yeah, I looked at his age. The bees. He was born in '95. I was like, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yes, the Wicker Man. He was in the Wicker Man too. Thank you so much. Let's get to Nicolas Cage to get to the film <laughs> I wanted. Isaac to Zag, whatever that means. And with that, this has been the Russell Talk Podcast. Take two, apparently. I apologize for my own ineptitude. We're here much later than we would like to be, but. Thank you all for watching. You are the amazing, wonderful WrestleTalk community that we all love so much and could not do this without you. Thank you for the in inevitable great comments I'm going to get in response to this. And we'll be back on... Uh, oh, we'll be back next week. We'll be back with our review of Monday Night Raw on Tuesday. I believe that'll be, uh, that'll be Luke and Sullivan, I think. I think it's Luke and Sullivan. Maybe not. We'll see. Wait, the board game guys now doing shows? Of course. I'm, I'm kidding. I love Sully. <laughs> 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 Either way, we'll be back next week for all of our typical reviews. Make sure that you stay lovely. Make sure that you drink Beer 52. Beer52.com forward slash Russell Talk for free beers. Craft beers. Only pay for postage and shipping. Make sure you do that. It's in the pinned comment. Do it. We're out of here. Thank I'm Saeed. I'll be back on the Saeed day soon. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 